Good afternoon everyone, my name is Jed and welcome to our Saturday online worship service. We are starting a brand new series at pinamagatan natin po itong Tayo. If you are a Filipino language freak, we can read this in two ways at least. Okay? Sa maragsa kind of way, we can read this as Tayo which means to build or to stand. In a malumay naman kind of way, we can read this as we, Tayo. And we have intentionally named our series uh, as that because we want to, all of us, have a deeper understanding of how we, tayo, that we can respond as God's people in standing together, in building together the kingdom of God, which is tayo. Okay? So we hope as well that as we build together, not only we will see the impact in the church, but in the nation of the Philippines as well. So, sa, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at the book of Haggai. And while it is specifically written to the people of uh, Israel, okay, post-exile, not to the Philippines per se, we will see the characteristic of God as the one who has the power to restore a nation, in their case, Israel. And it's, uh, in this um, specific um, crucial juncture of our history as a nation, ngayon, nag, uh, alert level 1 na, it's almost post-pandemic, we pray, natuloy-tuloy na po ito. And also, with the upcoming elections, we hope that we will see that it is still God who reigns sovereign, and not only that, that we as God's people have a part to play as far as nation-building is concerned and as far as kingdom-building is concerned. So for this afternoon, we will read from Haggai. We will read from chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. But we will cover the entire chapter as far as the sermon goes. Okay, if you are there, please do read along with me. It says here, In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown so much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does not does so to put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? declares the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and end the hills on the grain, the new wine, the oil, on what the ground brings forth on man and beast and on all their labors. Let us pray. Lord, 
we just want to say thank you, God. We are grateful for today that we get to hear your word. God, I pray that each and every one of us, Lord God, will have a specific revelation of who you are in our lives. God, we want to put you first in our lives, God. And today, as we listen to your word, God, we hope that we not only will learn from this, but Lord, we will know, Lord, how to apply this in our everyday lives, even as you have called us your people, your church community. Anoint the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, March 1, 2022 is kind of a new year, at least for a lot of us. At least in the Philippines, this is the first time ever that the restrictions, since the start of the pandemic, the restrictions were this lenient. Kung mapapansin ninyo, the traffic, although a lot of you will not miss, miss it that much, is back. In fact, dito sa Galleria lang, pagdating, na, uh, pagdating ko dito sa uh, Robinson's Galleria where our uh, Victory Ortigas Center is situated at, hindi na tayo nag-check ng health pass, hindi na tayo nag-check ng QR code. And it's something that is unheard of at least in, in the past two years. Somehow, this had brought us new hope. Amen. Ako, personally, I really am um, glad that uh, we, got to, we got past that point. In fact, no March 1, we had an opportunity as a family to go out with our uh, cameraman, Admin Pa. We got to go out as a uh, first time as a family. We went to Tagaytay and it's something that we missed. Okay? Going out with my daughter who's already two years old and grabe yung, ano, grabe yung excitement namin. And for sure, a lot of you are feeling the same way, na meron ng sense of new normal. You see, the past two years, it had been a pit stop for all of us. Para tayong tumig parang tumigil yung mundo natin, and we had to reflect on what truly matters. And I hope that that's what you have gone through the past uh, two years, that you have realized what really matters the most. Now also, we, as we enter yung alert level 1 and hopefully magtuloy-tuloy na ito, uh, in, specifically in the Philippines, we are also entering a new season, especially with the new administration, new government, or at least um, new president, vice president, new set of leaders are uh, to be elected in the next coming months. Magiging, ano din, magiging new season din sa atin bilang mga Pilipino, especially for the first-time voters. How many first-time voters do we have here? Okay, they say that about 52% of the country's voters, at least for this election, is composed of young people ages 18 to 40 years old. So, alam ko na excited kayo with that uh, development happening in the coming months. But at least for us, okay, whether it's the pandemic ending or whether it's the elections coming up, what, uh, what now for all of us? Now, I hope that as we study the book of Haggai in the next coming weeks, that we will see na, kumbaga, there's so much more into having new beginnings. Okay? In fact, yung babasahin nating passage of scripture, this is something that um, reignited the fire in the lives of the Israelites at that time through the prophecy of God through Haggai. Sino ba si Haggai? In verse 1, we would see there that Haggai was a prophet of God. He is a minor prophet as described uh, by the theologians and by Bible scholars. Pag sinabi nating minor prophet, it doesn't mean that they are of less importance. 
Okay, what it just means by a minor prophet is that uh, they said little compared to the major prophets. For example, Isaiah and Jeremiah. Kung makikita nyo sa Bible, mas mahaba yung mga, uh, yung mga sermons and yung mga prophetic words nila. Okay, as far as Haggai, it is only composed of two chapters and I believe that even after this service, you would be able to finish the entire book of Haggai. But you see, like what I said, it's not okay, because they are less important, but it's because of the length of what the prophet had said. But nevertheless, this is as important. That's why it's written in the Bible. It was written during the time of Ezra, particularly in Ezra chapter 5, when the Jews, okay, the first batch of Jews who returned to Jerusalem, uh, uh, were building the temple of God. In fact, uh, kung mababasa niyo yung Bible, diba, it was King Cyrus of Persia who asked uh, the people of God to go back anymore after that Babylonian captivity, a dark age uh, or dark moment or period in the lives of uh, Judah and Israel that they were uh, asked to go back. It was the Persians who were ruling at that time and uh, Zerubbabel, the... Um, governor at that time went with several of the remnants of Israel, of Judah. They were able to rebuild the altar, the Feast of Tabernacle was celebrated, and they started actually um, building the Temple of God. But see, because of local opposition and, by, and also by the harassment of later on, we will, uh, or at least if you would read in Ezra that it was the Samaritans, uh, they were the ones who harassed Okay, these people, uh, the people of God, the project stopped. Yung building project nila, yung temple of God being built, it was halted. And after 14 years, a new king uh, by the name of Darius uh, reigned in in their uh, in, in in that specific uh, area of the world. Now, this temple project, after 14 years, okay, from Cyrus to Darius, okay, they still has, haven't continued on building the temple of God. It, was, it seemed like it was difficult to continue and that's why the Lord spoke to His people through the prophet Haggai. In fact, makikita natin dun sa next uh, verses, in verses 5 and inulit dun sa verse 7, sabi ni Haggai dun sa mga tao, Consider your ways. Okay, and in verse 7, ganun din. Thus says the Lord of hosts, and this was uh, uh, trumpeted by Haggai the prophet, consider your ways. Now, as we go through this season of restarting and rebuilding our lives, diba, with, with all these um, restarts happening, okay, we hope that together we can consider our ways as people of God. In fact, for this afternoon, I would like us to ask these three questions for God's people in a season of rebuilding. Okay, I will ask these questions and I hope that we will reflect on our lives, not only individually, but also corporately as a church community. So the first question for us as God's people in a season of rebuilding is this. Do we remember to prioritize God in everything? Let me ask this question to us. Do we remember to prioritize God in everything? In verse 2, you would see there, okay, it says, 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, these people say the time has not yet come okay, to rebuild the house of the Lord. Kung mapapansin nyo, in that uh, particular passage of Scripture, these people, normally God would refer to the Israelites as His people. But somehow, at least in what Haggai said, okay, God is referring to His people as these people. The people of God were acting as if they were not in a covenantal relationship with God. Now, as I reflect on that, okay, the past two years, I hope that it brought us to a place where, Lord, kayo yung pinaka-importante sa buhay ko more than anything. But as um, restrictions become more lenient, as we go back to this new normal, I hope that we will not forget as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, as people of God, that we are still in covenantal relationship with God. His church is or has a relationship with God that no one else in the world has. Okay, that's the unique privilege of His church to have that relationship with God. Now, kung titingnan natin as we continued on or as we continue on, ano yung sabi dito? These people, okay, okay, the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. It has been 14 years since nakatenga yung temple ni God. Okay? Na hindi pa hindi pa gawa hanggang ngayon. Okay? Now, this temple, if I I want to emphasize this because in the new te- or tayo in the 21st century Christianity, we don't see temples, but you see in the Old Testament, temple is more than just a building. It's more than just an edifice, a a um, structure. Okay, it represented the presence of God. Okay, we know that although God is omnipresent, God would choose to dwell in His temple so that the people of God would be reminded that He is with them every step of the way. Now, in 21st century Christianity, alam natin to, na bilang mga Kristiyano, the temple of the Holy Spirit is us, tayo, okay? the, the people of God. Individually, diba? our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God dwells in His church community. Now, going back to uh, our passage of Scripture, now, etong temple ni God, the representation of His very presence, after 14 years, it has not been built. Okay? Nagbago na yung hari ng Persia. He, they are still okay, not able to set up that temple or build that temple. Now, this neglect of the project is to express indifference towards the presence of God. In fact, kung makikita natin dun sa verses 3 and 4, ano yung sabi dun? Okay? Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it time for you, uh, time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while the house or this house lies in ruins? If you are going to take a look at that, okay, yung time has not yet come, eh, meron nga kayong paneled houses. You see, paneled houses, okay, these are uh, houses that are meant to be for aristocrats, for rich people. Si Solomon lang o yung mga hari lang ng Israel lang merong paneled houses. But even they had paneled houses and yet the temple of the uh, living God, the house of God was still in ruins. 14 years have passed and still they are not able to build a temple. In short, they were making excuses 
as far as building the temple of God is concerned. Now, the past two years, like what I said, we have been on a pit stop. We have realized the things that matter to us. But I hope that as we start rebuilding, let's do away with excuses. Yeah, and dami nating excuses on how we can do away with the things of God. Maybe uh, I want to take care of my family first. Maybe I want uh, I want to focus on uh, earning for my family. Or maybe the times are hard even up to now. Mahira pa rin ang buhay. Jobs are scarce. I don't know what your excuse is right now, but you know for yourself if you are just making an excuse. I remember my college teacher would used to tell us, sabi niya, kapag gusto, may paraan. Kapag ayaw, may dahilan. In an individual sense, what is God telling you that you are making excuse about? Or maybe in a corporate sense, what is God telling us as a church community that we are letting go of just because we want to let go of those? Now, my prayer for us as we continue on Okay, this, as we continue to rebuild okay, whatever has left of us because of this pandemic, that we will do away with excuses and start prioritizing God more than anything. In fact, as you read in verse 6, sabi dun sa verse 6, okay, what does it say in verse 6? Okay, you have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you have never enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves. But no one is warm, and he who earns wages does so to put them in a bag with holes. The result of us prioritizing other things than God is dissatisfaction. No matter how many we sow, we invest. No matter how many food or how much food we eat, how much drink we drink, eh, how much uh, money we earn, all of these will fail to satisfy us because the truth is God is the only one who satisfies. In fact, when you look at verse 8, Sabidon, go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. The problem of the people of God, the remnant of Israel at that time was the lack of priorities, misplaced priorities. And God is giving a solution to them. Any solution? To build God's house for His glory. Now, a principle like this can be summarized in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, when Jesus said, I know that you are familiar with this verse. Sabi dito, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. First things first. Now, my question to all of us is this. Sinong number one mo? Who is your first priority today? I don't know about you, but it gave me a realization that at times, at times, there is a temptation for us, all of us, okay, not to put God first. Okay, maybe because of the problems that you face, maybe because of what's happening in this world, what's happening in our nation. But I hope, I pray, that we will continue to prioritize God, His kingdom, and His purpose in our lives. Now, not only in an individual sense, as a church community, sino yung inuuna natin? Okay, in fact, I'm praying for all of us. Alam ko, nagbabaliga na tayo. 
di ba, bumabalik na tayo sa ating mga usual na ginagawa pre-pandemic. I hope that you will never forget that we should prioritize God as a church community as well. And probably, this can be an invitation as well, not only for you to attend a service on-site, okay, that's just a part and parcel of it, that's just part and parcel of it, I want us as a church community to, pro, uh, to focus and prioritize okay, the things that matter. It's God, His kingdom, and His righteousness. Now, the second question that I want us to, uh, to answer, okay, to at least reflect on, as God's people in this season of rebuilding, okay, not only do we ask ourselves about our priorities, but also, do we recognize the hand of God in all our affairs? That's my second question to all of us. Okay? Do we recognize the hand of God in all our affairs? It says in verse 9, okay, You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you, were, uh, when you brought it home, it, I blew it away. Why? Okay? And this is the answer of the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Now, this is uh, at least an economic crisis, if I can say that, in the remnant of Israel when uh, God said through Haggai that they were gathering, they were looking for much, but they got a little. When they tried to bring it home, uh, God blew it away, basically. And But... I want us to realize that more than the economic crisis, what Haggai wanted to focus on was not the lack in itself, but the willful negligence of the people to build God's temple. It's not about the hardship that they face more than it was about their poor state of relationship with their God. Now, itong mga bagay na pinagdadaanan ng mga uh, ng, ng mga exiles or ng mga post-exiles. It wasn't just because life was hard. It was actually God Himself who allowed these things to happen. In fact, in verse 10, you would read, Therefore, the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth was withheld with its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and on the hills. Now, the Lord Himself caused drought. Why is that? Is it because that God doesn't love them? In fact, it's the opposite. God loves them so much. That's why He caused these things to happen. I can just imagine a parent disciplining a son or a daughter, not because they don't love them, but because they love them so much that they were willing to to let them experience hurt for a little so that they can be spared from further destruction. I believe that this is what God actually is doing, not only okay, in the lives of the Israelites, but maybe to some of us even today. Okay, but by God's grace, I hope that God will catch our attention. In fact, uh, me, I am, I am a father of uh, a two-year-old daughter. Praise God for a toddler already. And by God's grace, I want to give everything that my daughter needs. Lahat ng pangailangan niya, by God's grace, my prayers that I can provide for her together with my wife. But the thing is, I 
by God's grace also, will not give uh, to her everything that she wants. Because the truth is, not everything that she wants, she needs. In fact, probably in the future, I can give her a car okay, by God's grace or maybe even a gadget by God's grace. But I believe not now because I don't think that she needs it as of this moment. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't love her. It precisely, okay, the, pres uh, the reason why I'm doing that precisely is because I love her so much. That prosperity, or at least um, comfort, or at least um, the convenience, okay, is not something that I would give her at the exchange of uh, destruction. Okay? And in the same way with God. Okay? Prosperity at the expense of God's plan and purposes in our lives. God may withhold that. Okay? But it doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. Okay? It, uh, in fact, yung pandemic na to, like what I'm, I've been saying uh, several times in this sermon, God uh, actually had brought us into this pandemic and kumbaga it, uh, it gave us a, a wake-up call of some sort to uh, recollect and rethink on the things that matter. It was for us to call our attention. But also I'm praying that whenever we experience trials and challenges, that it would remind us not only to call on God, but also to realize that God is in charge. With all that's happening in the news, hindi lang sa Pilipinas, kundi sa mundo, yung elections, yung gera, I hope, that not only do we, uh, kumbaga, do we go back to God, okay? but also we realize that God is still in charge of everything. Now, kung makikita natin doon sa part ng mga verses na to, God allowed those things to happen. And uh, right now, okay, I'm praying that for all of us, that it will caught or it will catch our attention so much so, so much so that we will direct our attention to God once more. I'm not saying that, kumbaga, you don't participate anymore, puro pray na lang tayo, hindi. You even participate in the campaigning, participate in exercising your uh, freedom as a voter. Okay, I encourage you. Okay, that's the privilege that we have as Filipinos. But my prayer for us, let's not make the elections, the government, or even the president bigger than God. Okay, hindi Diyos ang boboto natin sa eleksyon. Hindi Diyos etong eleksyon na to. Hindi election, hindi hindi Diyos yung gobyerno. Okay, that all of these things, okay, are subservient to the God that we serve. Okay, so I hope, I pray, okay, as we, okay, uh, together tayo, as we build together, pagtayo nating magkakasama, we remember that it is always God who's in charge of everything. Lastly, three questions. This is the third question that I want us to reflect on. As God's people in this season of, re, of, of rebuilding, okay, do we respond in faith and obedience when confronted with His Word? Okay? I would like for us to ask this question. Do we respond in faith and obedience when confronted with His Word? Sabi sa verse 12, then Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiel, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the, uh, the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai, the prophet. 
in response to the catching of attention okay, of, of God through Haggai, okay, the people of God obeyed Him. Not only did the people of God obey Him, nag-start kay Zerubbabel, di ba? Zerubbabel and uh, Joshua with all the remnant of the people. Now, gusto ko lang i-emphasize unang-una, obedience okay, is not just a determination to do the right thing. It actually involves carrying out of the action itself. Okay? Ibig sabihin, hindi lang tayo dito sa utak kay magde-decide unless the rubber meets the road that it will okay it will not make sense for all of us to know in the head that we have to obey God and not obey him okay through our actions and also i would like to emphasize the importance of the leaders Zerubbabel and Joshua that's why it's important for us to exercise the right to suffrage okay that's why kailangan nating bumoto okay kung botante ka i hope that you would participate Okay, in the in the uh, the freedom that we have, okay, uh, in voting for elected officials. But you see, election is not everything. Okay, I want to emphasize that it's part of it, but it's not everything. But nevertheless, it's valuable. That's why we have to select the rightful leaders. Because who are you going to lead satin in this nation? Okay, prayerfully consider that. Okay. Pag-aralan natin, mga kapatid, wag lang, wag lang yung feelings, di ba? Wag lang kung ano yung nakikita natin na sinasabi ng ibang tao. Tayo mismo, we don't just do our research, we prayerfully consider uh, who we will elect. But you see also, okay, in verse, uh, in the latter part of the verse, not only, okay, uh, did they obey, obey the voice of the Lord, the people also feared the Lord. Now, in response to that faith, they also uh, submitted their lives in fear of God. And ang ganda nung sa latter, dun sa verse 12, when uh, remember in verse 2, Haggai was referring to the people as these people. Okay? It's as if, di ba, na parang talking to, to a third party, parang ang layo ng relationship. But you see, the moment they obeyed, the moment they submitted to God in reverence and fear, Ano yung sabi ni Haggai? Okay, ano sabi ni God through Haggai? Okay, they obeyed the voice of the Lord, their God. There's a noticeable shift in, uh, kumbaga, in how God would label His people. And I believe that that's for all of us as well. That as we rebuild okay, uh, whatever's left off from this pandemic, I hope and I pray that we will obey God, that we will continue to respond in faith to Him. And in fact, yun yung pagpe-pray natin mamaya in verse 13. Okay? Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke to the people with the message, I am with you, declares the Lord. Now, ang ganda nitong pangako ng Panginoon, and this hasn't changed, my friends, okay? that God will be with His people. Okay? God may not have told them what was coming up ahead. God may not have told them of the impending danger that they're going to face. Not even if there's any danger that they would face. Hindi nila alam what the future um uh what the future holds. Okay? And yet the assurance that God will be with them every step of the way was enough 
for them to go and build God's temple again. Now, prayer, my prayer for all of us is that this election, we are uncertain of what's going to happen. Not even what's going to happen in the world with all the feud that's, going, that's happening on the other side of the world. My prayer for us is that as we, God's people, continue to obey God, continue to submit ourselves to God, that we remember that God is assuring us that He is with us. Verses 14 and 15, and we will pray. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiel, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the remnant of the people. And then they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Now, with God in the picture, with God's presence, the spirit, Okay, the, the, their spirits were encouraged by the presence of God and they were able to accomplish what God has called them to do as far as people of God, okay, as far as they're calling us people of God. And I believe that for every believer, every person who's watching this broadcast, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, then you are God's church. And as God assures us that He's going to be with us, God will encourage our spirits. And probably that's, I, that's what I want to pray for, for you right now. Maybe you are discouraged. Maybe you are uncertain of what's gonna happen next. Maybe hindi mo alam kung saan ka magsisimula. Now, eto yung pagsimulaan natin. Priorities. Ano ba? Sino ba yung pinaprioritize natin? Si God, di ba? Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Okay? Sino ba yung kailangan nating, kailangan nating pagdependehan? Government official, gobyerno, partido? Hindi. Kumbaga, si God yung in charge ng lahat ng bagay dito sa mundo, dito sa Pilipinas, dito sa pamilya mo, dito sa community mo, okay? dito sa buhay mo. And as you obey and submit to the Lord in faith and obedience, we know that God will build his church. Why don't we pray even today? Lord, marami pong salamat sa hapong ito. Thank you, God, that today, Lord God, as we open this series, Lord, tayo, Lord, we, as a church community, as people of God, Lord, we pray that first of all, Lord, that we would be able to stand up, that we will be able to build what you have called us to build as a church community, not out of our own efforts, God, but by your grace. God, maybe for some of us who are listening, who are uh, worshiping with us this afternoon, they are discouraged. Or probably, Lord God, they don't know where to start. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would stir up their spirits even today, Lord God, just as they decide today to continue what you have started in their lives. God, Panginoon, hindi ka paputapos sa kanila that you're going to continue what you have started in their lives. This pandemic may have uh, slowed down their walk with you. But today, Lord God, we pray that you would stir up something in their spirits even today as they decide to obey you, as they decide, Lord, to fear you once more. God, ignite something in them, Panginoon, na makapag-start sila muli, Panginoon. I don't know how it will look like, Lord God. Maybe it starts with talking to their family members. Maybe it will start, Lord God, by opening their Bibles. Maybe it would start, Lord God, by, by tithing again. I don't know what that is, God. But I know that you are speaking your very heart, Lord God, to your people because as your people, Lord God, we are to hear your voice. God, in the name of Jesus, that you would stir up something in us 
to move to action. Thank you, God, that not only can we do this alone, that we are together in this. Lord, as much as you are addressing individually what we need to align, God, in our lives to your will, I pray, Lord God, that as a church community, that we will start, Lord God, seeking you, your will, your kingdom, your righteousness once again, God. Na hindi po kami, Panginoon, gagawa ng excuses, Lord. Na hindi kami, Lord God, magpapatumpik-tumpik. Lord, that we will act not only with uh, importance, Lord God, sa kung, gusto, kung anong gusto mong i-build sa amin, Lord, but even the urgency to build your kingdom, Panginoon. It is you who is going to build it, Lord, and we are just active participants in it. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you would you mobilize your church to do your works. Salamat po, Panginoon. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. And I would like to pray for a specific group, group of people, maybe for some of you. You feel like you are the reason why you are not able to start is because you don't know if you are part of that group. Hindi mo alam kung parte ka nung sinasabi mo na people ni God or uh, kumbaga God's people. Now let me tell you this. How do you become part of God's people? It's just acknowledging that you can do it on your own. That you have fallen short of the glory of God. It says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Lahat tayo, actually, hindi parte ng pamilya ni God. We don't deserve to be part of God's people. But you see, by the grace of God, sabi sa Romans chapter 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That means separation from God, not being part of His family. Okay, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Because of what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us on the cross, He is God, okay, who became man, lived a perfect sinless life, and dying the death that we should have died in our place. Three days later, He rose again from the dead, proving that He is the Son of God and that He offers forgiveness of sins and uh, for those who would put their faith in Him. Okay, that is how we become part of His family. If you have never made that decision, I made that decision um, 15 years ago, more than 15 years ago, and my life has never been the same ever since. Now, this is an invitation for you as well to respond to that call. That God is calling you to be part of His family. And it starts with you acknowledging that Jesus is everything that you need Him to be in your life. If you are that person, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for providing the things that I cannot provide for myself. The most important thing salvation forgiveness of sin is something that I cannot provide for myself God today I surrender my life to you I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that you are the one who can save me Jesus teach me to follow you to obey you all the days of my life in Jesus name I pray if you have prayed that prayer, I believe that not, nothing magical about it, okay, but that decision is going to change not only your status as, uh, as part of people of God, but alam ko na maraming gagawin ng Panginoon sa'yo 
right even after you made that decision. That's why I encourage you, if you have prayed that prayer, just message us. Okay, you can see the contact number on the screen or even you can message Victory Ortigas on Facebook or on YouTube. And we would like to walk you through with the next steps that you can have. Now for the rest of us, I hope that you will join us for the next couple of more weeks for this series, Tayo, that we together can stand and build together. And not only will this have an impact in the kingdom of God as a church, but even okay, in this nation, yung mahal nating Pilipinas. Salamat po, Panginoon. Thank you, God, that even today, Lord God, as we leave this worship service, God, I pray that you would use each and every one of us, Lord God, as your people to be a blessing to others. Lord, may this not only be a lesson that we have learned today that we would keep, but Lord, I pray that this will allow us to be a blessing to others. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and see you next Saturday.